Do you talk with your animals? Do you know what they are trying to tell you? I've been communicating with animals since I was four years old, and what I have consistently witnessed is our animals want to be part of our everyday conversations and are extraordinary storytellers. Let me help you listen more deeply, a listening from the heart that opens all the doors to communication. What we learn from the animals helps us understand ourselves in a new way. On this episode, we discuss animals and dreams. Have you had dreams about your pets? Can animals communicate through dreams? Would you like to know how to interpret them? During our time together, we'll talk about the four main types of dreams, informational, prophetic, visitations, and messages. You'll be amazed at several animals who clearly communicated through dreams. And if you've ever wanted to understand your dreams, there's a Soul Speak Dream Code exercise to try. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get the conversation started. Hello, everybody. As always, super excited about our show, um, just because it's one of my favorite topics ever. Animals, definitely. Animals and dreams. Mm. Dreams in general, yes, I'd, I, I can't wait to like explore this. Um, so it's really good that you know, you're, you're joining because this is going to be fun. This is going to be really interesting. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say and what you're thinking. Do, I don't know, do any of you dream? Um, would you consider yourself a dreamer? And there are so many interpretations of that word that we're going to cover what happens in our, our sleep time, but there are whole other like areas that we could branch off into. And I probably will be doing a workshop on dreaming and what that looks like and how do we dream. And uh, it's, it's, it's a really fun topic in the imaginative realm. So, you know, what is a dream? Uh, what would you say? What would you say is a dream? Uh, images that come to you while you sleep? Um, would you say information while you sleep? Is it, you know, a lot, as I've read, I'm sure you've read dreams in the subconscious where the subconscious is trying to bring up things that we haven't processed, things that uh, need to be released, energy that wants to be released. Um, I totally agree with that. I've always um, had a little, like a, an additional, I guess, uh, you know, understanding of dreams. And because I've definitely uh, been a dreamer, am a dreamer, they come any, you know, like they came rapidly about two or three weeks ago. They've slowed down. I don't, I used to worry like, oh, I want my dreams back. I'm not going to keep dreaming. But our, I found that our dreams come almost like in little um, packs of things that we are unpacking. And a lot of times that is very uh, just practical information we need in the moment. So I don't worry anymore that my dreams won't come back. Um, you know, the more we invite that in, as opposed to saying, I don't dream, which is what I hear a lot from people. No, I don't dream. I'm not a dreamer. I don't ever remember my dreams. Um, I used to, or I used to dream as a child, uh, but I don't anymore. You know, it's interesting because when we're children, we're, we're most likely open, but it, it's easier to access that realm, I think, as a child. And so what you want to kind of get in the mindset of is inviting the dreams into your 
waking world, you know, the waking dream, uh, inviting your dreams to, to inform you and, and give you information because it's almost like an invitation, an opening that we have to uh, like call that in, as it were. The way spirit works with us in dreams is absolutely amazing. Whether it's people or animals or both, there's no limits. And that's why I love jumping into this topic because the dream world is absolutely magical. So I've gathered like what I would consider like the most common types of dreams, you know, informational that we talked about. Prophetic, definitely, visitations, and messages. So if I back up, you know, what's an informational dream? A dream that gives you practical information, like how to solve a problem you're having. Um, and somewhat, when we get into it, prophetic dreams can overlap with that. But just to break it down, um, I'll tell you an example of an informational dream. This came from one of my clients I was working with one-on-one in a session. So um, I, I wrote this down. A client of mine had a dream while away on vacation. The dream was about being locked out of her house. She tried all the doors in the dream, but none would open. She even tried crawling through a dog door and couldn't get through. She finally found a window that wasn't locked and crawled through the window. Then she woke up. A week later, she learned that her husband had changed all the locks on the house without telling her. That to me, you you talk about practical information. And when she had the dream, she didn't understand it. I love that in the dream, there was a window and the window opened. Very, very symbolic, very like there was an opening that she could get through uh, and she kept trying. So these dreams, I think, um, whether they make sense at the time or not, that's why I'm like, write them down because then it comes later. She was so shocked that that was actually, was that kind of a prophetic dream? A hundred percent. But it was also, um, I don't know, also like getting information like real time, current time, which is wonderful because it's not just like we're picking up from the past or the future. It's like current time. This is what's happening, happened. Uh, So then there's the prophetic dream, right? A dream that's predictive in nature, giving you a heads up of what's to come, Uh, sometimes you don't know at the time that this dream will predict what's coming, right? I'm going to share Butch with you. Some of you have been with me a while, have seen Butch before. He was on my show, Old Souls, and he was part of an amazing way that he came to me. Um, And I've got my book here, my little dream book from years ago. I've got plenty of dream books. but So this happened on March 5th, 2006. A very large dog shows up outside but his head, is, his head is big and rounded, almost like a bulldog's head. He's skinny, and one of his front paws seems hurt or tender, and he has a collar, tattered and old. Since he seems friendly, I talk with him while petting his big head. He is very gentle. I escort him to the outside of the property and let him go. Again, I don't know how he got inside the property because that property's fenced, but it's a dream. I figure he just made his way here by mistake and I go about my business. At some point I look up and see him pacing in front of the property at the fence. Back and forth he paces. Then he lifts off the ground to jump over the six foot fence and he comes trotting toward the house again. I meet him and take him to the lower barn, putting him in a middle stall 
inside the stall, I set up a large Orvis dog nest. Don't you love how, spe how specific that dream was? I read that back and I had to laugh. Um, he sits still watching me work. Bowls, food, water. I gather all the necessary items for our, my new guest. When I finish, I approach him to look at the injured paw. He extends one paw in a formal greeting, a shake. Although I know that the dog door is not large enough for him to get through in the stalls, I have dog doors. It's, it's a barn that's been morphed into a day play. Um, anyway, is not large enough for him to get through. I also know we will soon be ordering one his size as he feels like he's here to stay. Butch arrived three months later. Now, meantime, I had totally forgotten this dream, right? I just wrote it down, found it to be quite interesting. Um, but the way he came onto the property, interestingly enough, was he chewed his way through the fence. So this is a chain link, six foot fence that he chewed like hooch. He chewed a hole through it. And I remember coming down to the lower barn to play with the animals and seeing this like rogue dog <laughs> in the area. And I went out there and said, you know, I'm pretty sure you need to go back home and uh, escorted him right back off the property and fixed that little hole he had created. He didn't dig. He'd like, I don't know how he did it. It's just like pulled it apart, you know? And so I went about my business. I turned around and he had come, he had just found another place to like right back in. This went on. I guess I was a slow learner. I was like, no, you need to go back from where you're supposed to, you're not supposed to be here. Um, but he was very determined to, to come. And just like in the, in the dream, I could feel that from him. Uh, and so, you know, long story short with Butch, after several coming back in, I decided that I needed to get up speed with putting him, you know, I had an extra place I could put him. And, you know, it, he ended up having severe, severe, severe heartworms and had to have be treated and almost died. And I sat with him for about a week. I was pretty angry, actually, at how he came on the property. Like he just pushed his way on. He didn't invite himself. And um, and I was it was in that sitting in that week of him, I guess, you know, I felt like he was deciding whether he was going to stay or go. Two things happened. One, I remembered the dream. It came to me while I was just sitting with him for hours and I would have my hand resting on him as he breathed. And the other thing that came to me at some point was that I, my heart had opened from the anger of how I had had my, my choice taken from me that he was just here. And I had to all of a sudden jump to it, to this huge heart opening of, you know what? If you're willing to heal, I'm absolutely right here with you. I'm willing to be with you. And he turned out to be, oh my goodness, the most amazing dog. And, and, and really the theme of his life, he, he was the dog with the golden heart. So do you see how that happens? Like it, it was months before, and I didn't know that was a prophetic dream. I didn't have a clue. I was just writing my dream down. And as they were coming, so that, and you know, it, it's to me, when I look at things like that, I'm just so amazed at how the animals can communicate with us, how spirit can communicate with us when we're, when we're open. And I didn't have any like thought about what to do about that dream. I'm just like, oh, I had a dream, I wrote it down. Um, and so that's one way, if any of you've had those type of dreams, um, cherish them, right? They're wonderful. Um, all of the dreams are. And so the other one's a visitation. 
when you have a dream of someone, animal or person that is very vivid, and when you wake up, you can feel that you've just been with them. Uh, in fact, you're certain of it. These dreams can profoundly affect you. Um, so I want to share with you something that uh, it's, it's, it's about Harry and Victoria is with us on the show today. And she was kind enough to share this dream that she had about Harry. Um, he is just absolutely completely precious. And you cannot look at, at Harry without your heart just melting. Um, it's in the eyes. It's, it's in the, uh, just the, the being, the soul that he was. Harry has passed recently and fairly unexpectedly um, and suddenly. And he wasn't that old at all. I believe, um, Victoria, you can uh, confirm uh, maybe, I want to say about four, but I'd have to actually look back. So, you know, when that happens, it's always so shocking. And um, some people have told me, oh, I know that, that spirit can't come back to you quickly after they pass. They need a little time to adjust. Um, there's no limitation on that, by the way. It's not like we think, but they have to go process and then they can start coming in dreams. There's no limitation. So, you know, this is, oh, Harry was three. Yeah, I knew he was pretty young. Um, so she really felt, and I would agree, after especially connecting with, with Victoria on a one-on-one, -on -one, um, that, that he was her soulmate. And, you know, we can talk about that uh, in another show about how you can feel, um, you know, how you can feel this connection with a being and it doesn't necessarily make sense. A lot of people will say, well, it's an animal. Well, there's no difference. There's just no difference. And so we've got to train our inner eye to see, you know, beyond the form, beyond how they show up. So she's saying at some point after he had passed, very soon after he had passed, I fell asleep in the afternoon and I don't sleep well. So this is really unusual. I was dreaming Harry was beside me in bed as he always was. And I was begging him not to leave, but to stay and grow old with me. I remember seeing his little tail, his little butt wagging tail walking away. It, such a, a poignant dream to have, but he definitely came to her. This is definitely a visitation dream. There is no question that, and I'm hearing right now as I'm talking, as I get into mode, um, he says bouncing right back. I'm hearing bouncing right back. And so he's very, very happy that he was able to come to you in a dream. And he isn't, animals don't um, resist how they left or how they pass. They all understand it's part of the bigger picture. And so, Harry's was a very, very sudden jolt of a passing with the liver failure and um, this dream that came, this visitation dream that came right after, you know, within a few days after when we experience a passing, there is actually a, a space that we're in for a while. The energy still moving as the, uh, the energy, you know, it's my, my mentor always taught me, it was like a three week period where it, it that's like the richest period ever for a uh, spirit to 
connect in, um, what word would I use, such a clear way, uh, setting up the stage for later connections. It's when we're usually grieving terribly, but the energy is up. I mean, real quickly, right after my sister passed and I came back to work at a furniture company at the time, person, the, the customer service person came in and we were chatting. And while we were chatting, I saw her husband show up right beside her and he was like tapping her on the shoulder, laughing, like tapping her on the, ex the other shoulder. So she would like, look like who's tapping me. And I remember watching her and listening to her, but I was really looking at him like, Oh my goodness. So the energy created by my sister's passing that I was still carrying allowed him to come through and to be seen. And I was able to share that with her, but Harry, I want, I wanted to share this and, and Victoria was so gracious in allowing me to share this with you to let you know, it's not just me that has dreams. We, we all do. And I love that you've been commenting and, and telling me about your, your dreams and how um, you've experienced that as well. We all have the ability. It's not a, it's not something that a selective few have. We all have the ability to open ourselves up to more information. How would it come? So what about messages that are dreams? Um, when you're given information from the character in the dream, uh, it can be an exchange too. So as some as you know, Katie um, was a really, really special dog uh, who came to me uh, about I don't know, sister died in December. Then she came that next September, uh, pulled me out of deep, deep, deep grief. Um, and my life started again. So she passed in 2019, actually in July, it'll be about a, July 26, 2019. And I was back in October, 2021 in Denver to see my son. Then we went to Vail. And I checked into the lodge, but, to, but when I got off the plane, I had a little, I don't have it on now, but I had a little paw print with Katie's ashes in it. And Cameron was like, what is this? And I said, well, it's Katie. You know, and he goes, oh, I've never known that. I get to the, the lodge in Vail and the guy checking me in says, what's that? And I'm like, what's what? And he's pointing and, and Cameron's like, mom, your necklace. And so I said, oh, that's Katie. And I gave him, yes, the ashes. Okay, so fast forward, I go to my room the next morning, I'm showering, I get out and I look on the mirror and this is what appeared in the mirror. It literally said, you and Katie. Well, I stared at it like I couldn't believe it was there. And yes, interesting things happen to me. I have lots of dreams, but like this is like right there in front of me, 3D. So I, it startled me so badly. I didn't take a picture of it. And I was telling my son and he, we went to get coffee and he goes, did you take a photo? He said, this is like Stephen King and red rum, red rum. You need to take a photo. So the next morning I was like, please let it be there again. I just want to see it again. And so I stepped out of the shower and I'm like, all right, waiting right there. Gotcha. And it doesn't show up. So I'm like, so dejected. And I missed my time because it was such a miraculous thing. And then as I'm standing here, there, as I'm telling you right now, this message appeared right before it formed right before me, right, in, right in front of me. I got the photo then. <laughs> so the messages can be extremely literal. I look at this. And if you look at the, the backstory where Katie had, you know, given me heads up that Katie was coming, 
it's just amazing. So don't pay attention to all the details that you're given in every single moment. They all matter and they all mean something. And so right before last show, I also had a, a dream that I'll, it's a quick dream I'll share um, about Trixie. Um, Trixie's with me still. And Renee, if you get Trixie up, uh, Trixie came to me years ago running on a golf course. Um, I, I, for some reason, felt compelled to go help her. But anyway, long story short, she ended up coming to me. Um, so in the dream, I call it Trixie and Friends Dream. I find three little Chihuahua mixes as strays on the road. I stop to help them and they all crowd around me. All are light tan with one bigger than the other two. It was Trixie. She was the leader. They're straggly and in bad shape, obviously neglected. When I take them in, I feel like I've known them before. They feel like family in our home. And I'm delighted to be able to help them, even though they feel they're meant to be with me. I make an effort to find the home they came from, but it still feels odd and off. A lady steps forward for them. She doesn't seem to have the means to keep them, but really wants them back. In the moment I know they're heading back, my stomach tightens and I really don't want to return them. But I know I have to. Before they leave, the larger chi mix, which would be Trixie right there, communicates very clearly to me that they don't want to go either. And then very pointedly says, don't worry, we will return soon. And then I woke up and I sat with that and lots of different information from messages. You know, the message here was one of them. You know, we always return in one form or another. Our essences never die. The energy always continues. Our soul friends always show up time and time again. So we don't ever need to worry. The connection can never be broken. And it's okay for us to let go. That letting go piece for me was, was big. Because um, I could feel the, the real resistance I had for letting go. And in my life, that's always been, you know, a challenge with a passing and, um, a holding on to. So, you know, hopefully that those kind of examples help you determine what it is, you know, what kind of dreams you may have or have had. And if you're ready, I've got what I would do have is an exercise for you that dropped in that I would absolutely love to share with you to help you in your own lives. It's called the soul speak dream code. I want you to think of a dream you've had. It can be recent or one from long ago, one that stood out. And I want you to jot down keywords that describe the dream. Um, and in those keywords, do you notice a theme that emerges? Four would be, what was the emotion? How did you feel during the dream? There's always an emotion. There's always an emotion. And you just have to sit with it to see what that was and let it come forward. And it may be more than one, usually is. Can you feel, this is a big one. I always tell people, what time... Did the, you know, what time was it in the dream? Morning, afternoon, evening. Can you feel that? That's always an important little detail. Now, when we're doing these, you're not going to get all the details. Maybe you don't notice things like this. Number six would be, was it in color or black and white? And if it's, if it was in color, what colors did you notice? That's always fascinating, too. And I think, was it a black and white, like a you know TV show, black and white, or was it in color? Um, the Trixie one was definitely in color, definitely in color. Um, 
And did the dream happen outside or inside? This particular dream for me happened inside uh, the family room, the main part of it, uh, from the road to getting them in, the, the, the main part of what happened was in that room. Also good little information to have. Number eight, are you the observer? Are you the participant? Both? How do you know? Any sounds? Or was it more like a silent movie? And 10, list all the details you noticed, include, you know, additionally, not, are there in numbers, um, symbols, shapes, was there water in your dream? All of that is information for you, every single piece of it. And the last part that I, you know, didn't share that what I would say would be 11 is, did you feel like, did you have that dream right before you woke up? The dreams that are the most vivid, the ones that are the prophetic ones, it will feel like you had it right before you woke up. That's one of the key signs for it. So what I do, and I use this for myself, um, is to write a summary of your findings to, to decode what your dream is trying to tell you. Your summary is going to be really interesting um, because you're going to put all those pieces together as you look at them and go, wow, I got a lot more detail than I even realized. Um, date when you had the dream and when you decoded the dream because deeper meanings can come afterwards, even years later. Um, and definitely as I started, you know, this show with is keep a dream journal. It's so important. It, it like this book is so thick and, and, and it goes, you know, like I started it in this particular book in 2006 and it went to almost like 2015. So, Lots of it's. A, I just love it because I, I I made a commitment and I made a decision that I was going to invite my dreams in, um, both literally and figuratively. So do keep a dream journal. Date and record everything that happens is so important, and you'll you'll get to see for yourself how wonderful um, it is and how easy it is to connect with the dream world. Uh, if you ever need to or want or feel the desire that you would like to work a little bit deeper with some of the things you're going through, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions with people and it's a wonderful way to kind of unpack everything and allow the animals to come forward in a very, very intimate and personal way. And that's always available. You can go to my website at tamiehendricks.com slash booking and see what the availability is. Uh, it is an honor at anytime we connect. It's an honor on the show. So happy you came. Let's keep the conversation going. You've been listening to Tammy Soul Speak for Animals podcast. Remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tammy Soul Speak for Animals, and like my Facebook page, Soul Speak with Tammy Hendricks. And if you want a private session, please visit my website at TammyHendricks.com. Thank you for joining me as we change the way we communicate with animals and each other one conversation at a time.